Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, the podcast where we are helping you make Scripture memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And in our last episode, we had the privilege of welcoming Pastor Doug Cecil to the show, where he shared a little bit about the importance of accountability in Scripture memory. And uh, if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to that episode, we would encourage you to uh, be sure and check it out in the history. Uh, But also, we're excited to have Pastor Cecil again with us uh, this week as we explore uh, the value of Scripture memory within the context of pastoral ministry. So stay tuned, and we have a great episode in store for you today. Uh, But as always, we'll get started with the passage of the day. And Randy, you have that for us. Yeah, Dakota, our passage or verse of the day comes from the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. The Apostle Paul is close to finishing the letter, but before he does, he is issuing some pointed instructions uh, to the church. He's calling on them to resolve a conflict between two ladies. He's calling on them to rejoice in the Lord. He's calling on them uh, to pray over everything and worry over nothing. And in verse 9, he's also commanding them to follow his personal example, what they've heard, what they've seen of his life they were to put into practice. God's word says this, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. That seems like an astounding statement to make, to act as I do, to follow the path that I've made. But that's what this man of God called upon the church to do. Uh, And it really hits up on something When we think about pastors, the men that God raises up for ministry, and we look at the passages in the New Testament, it seems like the main thrust of those passages have to do with the man's character, not so much of the duties that he fulfills. And this emphasizes that it's his personal example, his character, that is so important. Uh, This really ties in with our topic and with our guest today. We're thinking about a pastor who memorizes scripture as an example to his flock. And with that in mind, uh, we're so thankful for the opportunity to have Pastor Doug Cecil with us again. Uh, Pastor Cecil, thank you for joining us. My honor, my honor and my thrill. Thank you so much for having me. And I know you have a lot of experience in pastoral ministry. You're one of the pastors of a church there in, in Fort Worth, Texas, and you've been doing that for many years. But uh, just as we as we dive in, maybe we should start by just establishing uh, why scripture memory should be on the radar of a pastor. What would you say uh, are some compelling reasons why pastors in particular should memorize scripture? Well, there's a number of reasons. I, I think just off the top of my head, I, th- I think uh, two predominantly. One is um, as you visit, as you talk with individuals, as you counsel with individuals, uh, scripture is going to obviously be a 
uh, integral part of whatever counsel or whatever comfort that you are giving. So in the hospital room or in visitation or uh, as you are uh, ministering to individuals, having that scripture um, tied in the back of your your brain, it's amazing how God will bring those uh, verses to, to the forefront as you have hidden them in your heart. But secondly, and and I think this is probably, so there's that practical aspect of just having those verses that are there. But then there's a, a personal aspect as well. Um, I've always said that ministry flows out of your walk with God. And anything that you're going to do in ministry is going to flow out of that walk with God. In Colossians 3.16, you know, it says, uh, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And having that word and memorizing scripture and dwelling upon the, the word and meditating on that uh, that body of scripture, whatever you're meditating, just keeps your brain tied into spiritual types of things. It um, keeps you moving spiritually. It's surrounding yourself with those things that are healthy things. Um, uh, and that all plays into your sanctification process, which your ministry is going to flow out of that sanctification process. I've often told uh, uh, individuals, hey, there's only two ways to be able to do ministry. One's in the flesh and one's in the spirit. And so if you're memorizing scripture, that just kind of keeps you in that realm of, uh, uh, you know, Philippians 4, 8, you know, finally, finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's good repute, there's anything uh, excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. I mean, those are the things that you want to dwell upon. And so hiding scripture in your in your mind, memorizing it on a regular discipline, that's going to just pay rich dividends in your ministry down the road. Pastor Cecil, I would love to circle back around and, and touch on something that you said maybe a bit deeper. You talked about kind of the practical aspect, but then also more of the spiritual, the the devotional, the personally devotional aspect. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that the burnout and dropout rate of pastors leaving pastoral ministry, just absolutely uh, catastrophic and alarming. How do you think that them personally memorizing scripture like that could be helpful in terms of dealing with burnout, in terms of, uh, you know, not getting to that place of hopelessness where they feel they can't go on? Yeah, that's an excellent point. And you're absolutely right. There is a high, high rate. And I don't know what the stats are either of, of burnout among, among pastors. Um, I think that part of that uh, with scripture memory is just, once again, keeping your mind focused on the eternal, not so much the temporal. You know, when you are focused so much upon the temporal and you start measuring things by what you can see, versus those things that are unseen, the things that are eternal. Uh, if you focus on the temporal types of stuff, that's going to drag you down really quick. Um, keeping your eyes focused on the eternal and your mind into the eternal of what God is doing and his providence and everything else that's going on around you, it just lifts your perspective from this stuff to what God is doing. And scripture memory is a big part of that. 
And as you know, we all get in ministry, we all get discouraged uh, periodically and things didn't go quite, quite the way that you, you thought that they might, but God's going to be able to use uh, those passages that you've memorized in, uh, in the past and bring them back to your memory. And uh, now all of a sudden you're taken out of the temporal and you're lifted into the eternal and that just keeps you going. And so uh, it's a big part, I think, of, you know, ministry flows out of your walk with God. And then closer that walk is just dwelling on the um, richly dwelling upon the word of Christ. I mean, that's a big part of it. You know, John 15, 7, it just kind of came into my mind there as well. You know, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Um, yeah, abiding those words abiding in you where you're able to meditate on them, work on them, uh, think about them. Uh, that just keeps you going. That, that's what keeps you going. I have to think that in your years of pastoral ministry, you've probably had more than a few times when, when someone came to you, perhaps in the most challenging season of their life or when they were facing the biggest decision of their life, I mean, that's, that's what people often do. When they're facing a, a, a big fork in the road, they say, I need to talk with my pastor. And they bring that to you, and it is, in those moments, really uh, on your shoulders in a big way, because they're going to take the advice that you give, the wisdom that you share, and that's going to be a big factor in their decision. And what a blessing to, to them when their pastor has been filling his heart and mind with the Word of God. Uh, I, I love what you said a second ago. When you mentioned John fifteen seven, you said it, it just kind of came into my mind. <laughs> you know, isn't it um, special when the Holy Spirit just brings the right verse to mind at the right time? And I know that as Christians, but especially I'm sure in your pastoral ministry, you want God to use the words that you're saying to point people in the right direction, to bless and edify them. And the best way to ensure that happens, to prepare for those conversations, is to fill your mind and your heart with Scripture. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've said many times as far as uh, training people in the hospital room or something of that nature, you know, I'm going to leave the room. But what's going to be there is is Scripture. Jesus is going to remain. And if I can point them to Scripture, if I can take them to the Bible, uh, I think one of the uh, God's gift to pastoral ministries was uh, uh, post-it notes, three-by-three post-it notes, you know, where I'm able to write verses on three-by-three post-it notes and stick them to places and things of that nature. Uh, that's just invaluable um, uh, times. I, one of the passages that I use often is in, especially in the hospitals, is Isaiah 40, 41.10, you know, um, uh, do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will hold you with my righteous right hand. And there's been many times where I've written that verse out on a three by three card and and stuck, you know, given it to the, that patient. And they've said, you know, I, I came out of surgery holding on to that verse, you know, holding on to my hand, that verse. And, and, and you say, good for you, you know, yeah, hold on to the word of God. Uh, but having those verses available to be able to write on those three by three cards or three by three post-it notes. Um, yeah, it's just invaluable. And I, as you mentioned, Dakota, um, 
you know, there's there's been a few times, you know, where you're you're talking to somebody and a verse will come into your mind. And you might not have rehearsed that verse in months or years. And you kind of go, wow, where did that come from? Well, it's been back there. Then all of a sudden, God's able to use that to to bring it just at the right time. Uh, where you go, wow, that's just a that's a great passage. And you might not have it. You you wonder, gosh, did I have that right? And you look it up. Well, it's pretty close, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, um, but you, once again, God using the word of God to be able to minister to people. That's where it's at. Pastor Cecil, you talked about how you memorize uh, personally and what it's what a benefit it's been in terms of counseling and visitation and uh, other realms. But uh, how does a pastor, some ways that he can lead his church as a congregation in memorizing scripture? You know, one of the things I did early on in one of the churches was, uh, you know, I challenged the church uh, over the summer. uh, Hey, memorize. uh, Actually, it was Romans chapter 12. I said, I'll tell you what, uh, just put a little challenge out there. Um, You know, you memorize Romans chapter 12, we'll get together and have a hamburger or something like that. And so uh, a specific date towards the end of the summer uh, where, hey, if you've got it memorized, we'll get together and recite Romans 12 together and uh, uh, share a hamburger, maybe some ice cream or something of that nature uh, to, to just enjoy it. But challenging them, I think that's a great way to be able to challenge your people towards spiritual growth uh, and be able to talk about it, just kind of a uh, periodic type of thing. I know that a lot of the children's programs have scripture memory built into them. Uh, that's great. I mean, you know, that's just one of those encouraging types of things. I encourage also, you know, some of the older uh, adult classes to be able to memorize scripture periodically. So keeping some of those just tidbits of keeping it before them that, hey, that's a regular discipline that that uh, maybe you ought to consider and maybe you ought to be a part of uh, on a regular basis helps to kind of spur it along. I, uh, you know, uh, you can give it a good whirl up anyway, you know, trying to get that going. I think one thing that I've seen over the years is that there is sadly a, a real lack of, of godly men who are actively memorizing scripture. And I just say that because here uh, in our ministry at SMF, Statistically speaking, most of the people who are connecting with our ministry and who are memorizing God's Word are women, and praise God for godly wives and mothers uh, who are uh, setting that as an example in the home. But I really think there's a special level of responsibility for the men in our culture to to take the lead and to lead their families in this discipline. And yet, I, I love how one of our Scripture Memory Fellowship board members put it years ago when he said, the reason that men are not memorizing scripture is because in the midst of their lives and in the midst of their careers, they're looking for oxygen. He says the problem is they don't realize that God's word is that oxygen. And, and I just think that inevitably there are people who are listening to this episode and they're saying, well, I'm not a pastor, but the reason that Pastor Cecil has been so good at this is he, he is a pastor, and that's his job. <laughs> he, gets, he gets paid to memorize Scripture, might be the, the subconscious thought of some. And yet I think it's probably safe to say that pastors are not overflowing with free time either. <laughs> what would you say, though, to our listeners, whether or not they are a pastor who are saying, yeah, but I just I can't, 
I can't do this. I don't have the time to be consistent in this discipline. Yeah, I understand that that's a that's a concern, and that's probably a a, a widely held um, argument uh, for maybe not being involved with. Gosh, I just don't have the time. Uh, but there's such the benefit of hiding scripture in your in your in your mind on a regular basis and making that a regular discipline. And it gets it gets just. Uh, I like what your board member said of just the oxygen. You know, when I say ministry flows out of your walk with God, I mean, life flows out of your walk with God. So this is a sanctification thing. It's not just ministry thing. It is a sanctification thing. And as you're hiding the word of God in your in your mind, it's going to help you deal with life issues and help you deal with uh, things that come into your life. And uh, as I go to the hospital and I see somebody that I know is involved with regular Bible reading and regular memorization, you know, my my question to them is, what passage of Scripture has ministered to you uh, most significantly recently? And, you know, they're starting to rattle off passages and verses that they've held on to that have come back to them that this is this is really ministered to me in this situation right now. And that's, that that's, you say, praise God. Praise God for that. They're relying upon the Word of God to be able to face life issues. And uh, so I would encourage anybody that, hey, not only pastors, yeah, we, we don't have a lot of time, but anybody can, you know, really make that a, a part where God will use that in your life to really draw him closer to yourself, to himself. Amen. One of the things that I wanted to share, too, uh, with our listeners, and this is especially valuable for, for the pastors who are listening, but even if you're not, there is um, a growing movement called Scripture Fests, and, and these are events, I was just at one about 10 days ago, uh, where Scripture is recited by people who have been preparing, sometimes for weeks or even months, for this Scripture Fest. So a church might say, you know, we're, we're studying the book of Matthew together. And each member of our church is going to sign up to memorize some portion of Matthew. Maybe that's all of one chapter. Maybe that's even just a few verses, depending on the size of your church. Uh, But then at a designated time, they all come together and they take turns almost like a relay uh, going up to the front and they recite the verses that they've memorized. And I've just seen that to be such an encouragement uh, for churches who are trying to get something going in the form of scripture memory, because you're not asking one person to memorize all of Matthew, but you're asking someone to memorize just a few verses. And then and then I love, too, the result of that, which is that you get to sit in the pew and listen as Matthew is recited from memory. You know, it says in scripture, devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture. And there is something so special about coming together and just hearing a gospel read or an epistle read, because when someone else is reading, when someone else is reciting, you're going to hear where they place the emphasis on a different word, or you're just going to hear the passage, uh, if I could say it this way, come alive in a way that it wouldn't if you were just sitting silently reading within the comfort of your own home. And so uh, we would encourage you, go to um, our website. We'll put a link in the description of this episode, and you can see the various scripture fests that are scheduled around the country, and maybe there's one that's going to be close to you. And if not, uh, we'll also put a link for more information about how you can host one. 
And again, if you're a pastor, uh, start moving forward if you're able to make that happen in your church. But uh, even if even if you're not a pastor, maybe that's something that your Sunday school class could put together, or maybe there would be an opportunity for that to happen on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night uh, in your church. So we would encourage you to check that out. And for all of the pastors who are listening, one of our greatest delights at Scripture Memory Fellowship is when we have the opportunity to help a pastor in this discipline of memorizing Scripture and to make it something that's happening within the context uh, of their local church. And so if there's any way that we can help, whether that's resources that you need, uh, encouragement that you need, uh, whatever it is, we hope that you'll reach out to us and give us the opportunity to serve you and to serve your church in any way that we can. Uh, We're just about out of time, but as always, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, Pastor Cecil, thank you so much for sharing once again of your time. This has been such an encouragement. And uh, for all of those who are listening, uh, as always, we do hope that you'll subscribe and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.